Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Sarah Reynolds. And I'm Seychelle Van Poole. Today, we are going to talk about the life side of things. And this is something you have Seychelle and Sarah here. And um, this is something we're really passionate about because we both have been building our empires and um, have also literally had kids birthed and been raising them while building a business that is growing and developing and thriving. And um, it's such a real topic. We get asked every time we're speaking or on a panel, we'll have people come up to us um, and either be struggling in this, thinking it's not possible, wondering how you do it. So we wanted to pull back the curtain today and really dig deep into some of the things. If you're looking at building your empire and you're also either in the middle of building a family, thinking about having a family or kids, like this is such a real topic and it's it's hard and so worth it and awesome that we want to d- dive in with y'all today. Yeah. And, and whether this applies to you or let's say you have daughters or, um, you have team members that are, that want to have children or what, whatever your situation is, I would encourage you to still listen to this episode. Even if you are not in the young mom or potential, potential young mom sort of category, because you will be a better leader to your team members, a better parent. Um, if you understand sort of what, what they're going through and what their sort of, um, view is. And so I think it's, it's so important. I always, uh, say, say that I built, um, my business had babies. And then I always add, I also fed babies because as many know that are listening, that is also a, a full-time job when you're feeding the babies as well. Um, and so the first, the first thing is whether or not this is possible. First of all, say, and I are here to tell you it is, (laughs) it is possible. You can, um, have a business, you can, um, build a business. And at the same time, you can have babies and you can have young kids. So it is possible to do both. Um, and I know that we have some sheroes in our world that we have seen, uh, do both as well, including each other, um, but also others as well. Yeah, we've had um, just to name a few that you might have heard interviewed with us on the podcast. Tiffany Fikes is a great example of that. Kimber Minkiti, four boys in the middle of building an empire. Carissa with her two daughters. One just graduated from college. Congratulations, Carissa, on that. Um, Sue Adler Woo-hoo! has raised two kids while being a single mom um, and done that. Diane Griffin has done it too. And so it's not just the two of us here to tell you about this. We have learned from so many our own tribe um, that have really helped raise us as moms and as businesswomen um, that we want to give a big shout out to them because they have really um, been working on this too. You know, and I think about like Corinne Nguyen, she's done it too. Um, So there's so many moms in our tribe that have also had young kids literally burst and raised in their in their time, they're growing their explosive businesses. So it is something that's possible, but there definitely are things that you should be thinking of if you're leading um, young moms or you're thinking about building your empire and having kids um, that maybe will help save you some time and energy as you do it. Yeah. When I first um, was really building the business, I didn't speak much and I wasn't really out there. I was head down building my business and having babies. And what it, what what started me 
on this journey of even being on this podcast um, is to to show um, other moms, other women, what can be done. You can build a business and at the same time have babies. And there aren't a ton of us, but yet there are many heroes that we can look at that have come before us and that can show you sort of the way and uh, be very real about all of the emotions and the thoughts around how in the world can I do it. And so we're going to go into six steps. Yes, six of how you can have um, an, an empire and at the same time have young kids, have babies. You can absolutely do both by following our six steps. So say, why don't you start us off with step number one? Yeah. You know, the first one is, is um, believing is seeing, and I'm saying them in that order because um, it is possible. Your mindset and your perspective will create reality. It is possible, but you have to believe that you can do this. And so um, going into this with young kids saying, I believe that I can have a big business and a bigger life, even with a newborn or even with a one or a two or a three-year-old, that is a very time-intensive stage. And so your mindset of going, I'm going to figure this out and um, we're going to make this work and make it happen is really, really important to understand. It is real. You can do both. Um, but your mindset and your perspective are going to have to be there. There are going to be some things that are going to change in your world in order to make that happen. I think I think that's so important to say. I, I know that sometimes after I speak, someone will come up to me and say, I'm waiting to have babies when X happens, or I haven't yet got like gone for it and, and um, tried having babies because I don't believe I can. And I think it's so important. We're, we're giving you permission today. If you have a desire to have babies and at the same time you have a business or want a business, we give you permission to go for it. Be that amazing mom and at the same time, that amazing empire builder. And so don't let it hold you back. This limiting belief that you can't do both hold you back. So that's absolutely step number one. Love that. Step number two is, um, and this is, I think both say, and I have, have, have learned, have learned this is really setting expectations with your spouse or partner. This is so important. And I'm telling you, I think We'll probably save some marriages with this one as well. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I, I remember, <laughs> I remember sitting George down and saying, you know, it, I can't be everything I need to be at work and at the same time not sleep all night, right? And so sitting him down and saying, how can we do this as a team? Uh, versus, you know, it's typically seen that the that the mom is the one feeding during the night and things like that. Well, when, and when you're having, a, when you're building a business and when you're out there working, um, you, you do need to sleep to be able to function. And so what we did was that we did, um, shifts. So I took the late night shift till about four in the morning. And then he took from four to eight slash nine. Um, and that's how we adjusted. I needed at least three to four hours just to function. And so that was sort of our shifts. I know you and Nick did something similar too, right, Say? Yeah, we did. We're, I mean, Sarah and I were laughing. We'd be great co-parents because I'm the exact opposite of her schedule. And so Nick would take the 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. shift, and then I would take the 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. shift. 
And uh, I would get up, I would pump in the middle of the night so that we had extra, you know, milk so that Quinn could then eat. Um, and Nick could handle feeding her a bottle. It's also really rewarding for your partner to be able, if they're not the primary one that is birthed to the child, they actually really enjoy that like feeding time. It's a really sweet, quiet time. Um, but so, so then he, I would, I would pump it too, wake up, pump an extra cycle. I did that for a year. I mean, that's intense. Um, I would it pump is. an extra amount so that we had extra food. And then I would basically wait for her to wake up, um, or sleep with, you know, half an eye open. <laughs> <laughs> and wait for her to wake exactly. up. Um, <laughs> it, it's and it's it's a tiring time. You know, they always say that the the days are long and the years are short. And I look back and I'm like, I don't really remember a lot of that first year. Um, but it is it's a sweet time when you know if your partner's willing to be in it with you, that you both can really tag team and divide and conquer on a lot of different tasks in order to help make the process as um, seamless and smooth as possible for each other. And, and most of our spouses want to help. They don't know how to help is what I found. And so like setting the, like, it's okay to sit them down and say, this is how I need help. And this is what, if you do X, Y, Z, they need that from you. They want that from you. So be okay with sharing that with them and telling them how exactly they can help you because they want to. Um, and so just giving them um, exactly what to do in that moment, and that will help you as well. So setting those expectations is key. Yeah. I found too, just like I would have a notepad out and anytime Nick or I would do something, we would write it down on like a list because you sometimes are doing things you don't realize you're doing, whether it's changing the bedding mm. or reorganizing the closet or, um, you know, getting all the like, you know, like sourcing and labeling all the milk and changing it out from the freezer to the fridge or getting the bottles ready. And so for the first like couple of like weeks and then again about monthly, we would just like take a couple of days and like write down everything that we were doing and then go Smart. back to that list and be like, hey, you know what? Can you take this? I'll take that. Can you take this? I'll take that. And it helped us divide and conquer in a more concrete like list fashion just to make it simpler so that they could feel like they could help. I, I love that, Sarah. Um, and then, you know, this next one, number three, which is so huge, um, your time is going to look really different than other empire builders during this time. No one told me that. I don't think anyone told you that, Sarah. Um, no, no one talks about it. Your time looks completely different. And you know what? That is perfectly okay because this is your yes. life and this is your business and it's okay for your schedule to look completely different during this time. And so like, just understand that you can still get your work done um, but it may be at a different time slot than you were before. I'm like, I am an early riser. Sarah knows that, right? I love getting my stuff done in the morning. Well, that was also when you had to feed the baby. You had to make breakfast. You had to pump. You had to get your exercise in. Like all, you know, you wanted your quality time before the day got off to the races. Like I couldn't then do all of my 7 a.m. phone calls and work and emails and lead generation and all these other things I wanted to do from 7 to 10 because I needed to be doing baby things during that time. So I had to find other time slots where that all of a sudden would work. Or like, you know, your newborn goes to bed at 5.30 p.m. Well, if they go to bed really early, you might be able to do work. Like I could do work from six to nine o'clock at night. Um, whereas before it might've been 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And so your time is gonna look really different. And we wanna give you permission to understand that your world may look completely different during this time. And that is completely okay um, to make that happen. And, uh 
I'm I'm getting chills as you're talking, say, because I think both of us struggled with 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 guilt around this topic. At least I know I did. Extreme. Because I would go to these classes. I would go to these classes, and I they would be like lead gen at eight a.m. Well, my nanny didn't get to the house till nine, and that was my quality time in neither. the morning with my babies. Yeah. And so it was like I can't mm-hmm. be in the office at eight a.m. I'm with I'm with my babies, and I would feel guilty. And I I think back now at that time, and I'm like. Man, if I could have, I already had mom guilt around other things, right? Yes. And so it's like, yes. do, do not, please listen to us. Do not have guilt around something business related. You just made a human. Um, yes. You are also doing a lot of things at one time. Do and not have human guilt alive. around. Yeah. Yes. Keeping them alive. <laughs> yes. Do, do, do not have guilt around when something happens in your business. Mm-hmm. Do the important things when and, you have the time. Okay. So nap time after they go to bed. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's okay. We give you permission to work your schedule around your family um, and, and, yes. and get the things done when it works for you, not when society or other people tell you you should do it. I love that. And you know, a couple things that you're going to be time blocking for if you haven't had kids yet that you might want to think about are um, like feeding actually takes a lot of time. Um, whether yes. you're using yes. formula, pumping, or breastfeeding, it is a very captive time that is very hard to do a lot of other things. Um, and so, you know, the baby needs to eat six to eight times or more a day when they're itty bitty. That is physical time that is 30 minutes to an hour that is taken away from other activities. So it's okay that that needs to happen. You are literally keeping a human alive during that Put that time on your calendar and allow yourself to understand that that is an appointment that you are going to need to do. You know, the other thing I was thinking about was like doctor's appointments for your kid or for you. Like make sure those are on the calendar and those are protected times because those are important and you need to make sure that you're able to go do those during that time. I love that say. I know with Olivia, she was my first. I didn't time block pumping time. And so then my team was putting meetings or appointments on my calendar when I was supposed to be pumping. And then I my supply went down really early with my with her being my first. And so with with um Caitlin and Lincoln, my second and third, I made sure that it was time blocked and so that I was able to go further um with feeding them. And so like it all started with not having it on my calendar. And so that's such uh smart advice. Number four, this is, oh my goodness, probably one of the most common questions I get asked is maternity mm-hmm. leave. Can, can you do that? Can you, can you take a, can you take a maternity mm-hmm. leave when you also own a business or a building, a building an empire? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, is the answer. Yes, you can. Um, I took all with all three babies. I took, um, maternity leaves. They weren't all perfect. Um, but I, I'm proud to say that I did take maternity leaves with all, with all three. Um, and so so just some, some key things that I found to make it happen was when, um, almost right when I found out I was pregnant, I started writing down, what are the key activities that I'm doing that are absolutely necessary? Um, and then over the, the baby making while they're inside me, um, I would determine who was going to do those key activities when I would take maternity leave. So writing down, what are you doing that are, and, and during maternity leave, it's only the absolutely necessary things. Okay. It, all that you're doing doesn't have to happen the whole time, but it's the necessary things. So who's doing them and who can do them, um, for when you're out. So identify what your activities are and who can do them. 
That's absolutely right. I love that. And, you know, I think too, if you don't have um, a team that can do them, teaming up with somebody else during that time to help cross cover each other or teaming up with somebody else that has a growing family as well, so that you guys can like counterbalance each other during times when you need to take it out. And maybe it's you take maternity leave, but that other agent, if they don't have a family, is taking long va- two awesome long vacations and you're covering each other that way. Um, the other option is you can hire a virtual assistant too during this time that could help you yes. very reasonably um, and cross-train with you starting when you're pregnant, going through um, your maternity as well. And they might even work themselves into an awesome part-time or full-time position during that. I, I think that that's huge. The, uh, the other thing, and I see this happen a lot in our tribe, even amongst other things, when things mm. when we need help, think outside of mm-hmm. just your team or your your current office. Like I know mm-hmm. there are leaders across the country that can lead a team meeting, that can train your team, yes. that can you know. And so, like think think broader than like who can I have lined up to help for six weeks, to help for eight weeks, to where my, my business isn't sort of left leader leaderless. Um, and so think outside of your current local market and and maybe look at, um, we look at our tribe and we step in and lead team meetings together and do different things to help each other. And so you can look outside of your current, um, who's currently in front of you. I love that. Um, when you're physically taking your time off, um, Sarah took six weeks. I took eight weeks of maternity leave. I You're going to have like some anxiety around not feeling like you're in control and knowing what's happening in your business on a daily basis. So there is a little bit of a, a withdrawal sucking sound that happens where you're like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> there's a little bit of that. Um, so FOMO too, if you have a really awesome culture, you miss your people. And so one thing that we've done with our team members. We've had multiple team members have babies on the team. I know you two, you have Sarah as well. And we both have had kids is we would time block one hour a week during maternity, those eight weeks of maternity, where um, one hour a week, we could call that person out on maternity and ask them all of the insane questions that we'd been storing up that um, we couldn't find answers to, right? We would try to take over everything, but sometimes there's like a, physically, I don't know how to do this. Or I this is blowing up and I need a, a, your advice. I'll go handle it, but can I talk with you about it? And so we would have one hour a week that we would call when it wasn't during like a crazy time for them. The person on maternity would let us know the time a week or two out, say, okay, right now this window looks like it's a really good window where I can have a phone conversation. And then we would save up all of our crazy questions um, for the person during that time. So they felt, you know, like they were understanding what was happening. They didn't feel like they were in a complete black hole, but we could also then do the work for them and make them feel like everything was happening the way it needed to. That, that's so good. Say, I, I love that idea. For for me, it was, you can lock, lock me out of everything except the numbers. I want, I need to be able to check to <laughs> make sure the business is okay. Yeah. Uh, to where, that was my control. That was my control piece. The, the other big thing is w- when you're on maternity leave, one of the babies, I made the mistake to where I did not I- identify the ultimate decision maker. If, if they couldn't, um, well, they were trying not to talk to me, but if they, if they, if a decision needed to be made, who is the ultimate sort of like they're going to make the end the the final decision? I tried one of the babies. I tried like a group leadership thing where it's like, okay, the executive leadership team is going to make the decisions together, and that was a disaster because there wasn't a 
leader. And so identify if there is decisions that need to be made, identify who at the end of the day is responsible to make that final decision to where things can actually still be moving forward in your business versus stalling. Cause that's what happened. Um, I think it was actually with Caitlin. So try to remember. That's completely fair. Yeah. I think that's completely fair. And then, you know, also too, on the personal front, make sure you have your finances figured out. Um, pay attention to them, understand where your numbers are, build up a cash buffer or a cushion if you can before you go out on maternity leave. Um, because the last thing you want to do is add more stress on top of an already uh, physically demanding time. So anything that you can do to um, build up some cash reserves, build up a little bit of a cushion to make sure that you are not in a stressful financial position during this time, right? Like it takes, you know, nine months to make a baby. You've got some time. Um, So use that time to make some hay while you can um, and set aside, like cut your spending, set aside that time so that if you need to use your finances in other ways, have a little bit less cash flow, whatever it is that you need to do during that time, you're not freaking out in the middle of also trying to take care of a tiny one. That's good. Number five, um, and this is this is a big one. I mean, we get asked a lot, how do you do it all? And we, the answer is we don't. <laughs> we don't <Yes>. personally <laughs> do it all. Number five is you must, um, to have a empire and at the same time have young kids, you must lean into leverage and other people to help you. Yes. You cannot, it, you cannot do it all yourself. And so no you one need succeeds to lean alone, into, literally. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and with this, I, I remember, um, with, with Olivia in particular, she's my first, so my poor, my poor Olivia baby. Uh, she learned, all, I learned all the things, uh, with her. Uh, but with her, I was, I wanted to stay in the financial model that was given to me. And so a lot of times I didn't ask for help because I felt like it, well, if I pay for that, then I'm not going to be at the percentage of profit I'm supposed to be. And I think back and think how silly that was of me, but I wanted to share that story because when you have babies, your finances are not going to look like, like the me- the male finances that don't need as much help, right? Um, and or women that don't have kids. Like our our finance, our profit and loss statement looks a little bit different because we have young kids. We do need more help. We do need more help. And so lean into leverage and know that you your financial situ- situation is going to look different, and that's okay. It is okay. And on top of that, you know, there are ways to get creative with leverage in order to, um, if you're not quite at like a point of a really big business or a ton of leverage in your business yet, there's ways to get creative with that um, to be able to help you. You know, Sarah and I were even talking about some of the things. um, We both happen to be daughters of very strong um, women and um, empire builders in their own right. And I know like my mom hired a part-time assistant. She now is our actual fractional CFO on our company still 30 years later. But when I was seven, she started out of college with you know, my parents' business and she would come and she worked part-time and she would start, you know, at like noon, she'd come and pick me up from school, you know, take a break from work, come and pick me up from school and then go and, um, take me to the office. I'd work on my homework. She would do her work and she'd run me to gymnastics, you know, but she would be doing her work. But part of her job was also to make sure I needed to get where I needed to go. So it's okay to double up on job descriptions, um, to have somebody helping you. Um, Mother's Day out, is a great part-time, very affordable option that a lot of um, religious organizations or community centers have where it's two or three days a week. And all of a sudden, you know, when your baby's old enough to go there, it's 
you know, they often start around, you know, three to six months and that that's five, six, seven hours, multiple times a week you can take advantage of at a very low cost and cram your appointments in during those times. That's just how we started doing it. When I had Mother's Day out, my appointments were Tuesdays and Thursdays. And those were every, you know, every single second of that Tuesday, Thursday was jam packed with appointments or pumping (laughs) and then back to get your kid. Um, So there's ways you can do it economically if you don't have the structure set up yet for full-time nanny or full-time daycare or full, you know, full-time help, you could do it in other ways too, to get creative and scrappy to figure that out too. Yeah. My my mom did the same, did the same in terms of figuring it out. Right. So, um, she found a babysitter that would take payment when she had a closing because real estate's a commission only job. Um, and so she would have to show houses. And so the babysitter would take payment at when she had the closing. I mean, it was like, so there's different things that you can do. You do have to think outside the box at times. Um, but, but look at different resources that you can look for in terms of leverage, having that sort of finding someone, um, close by that can be maybe another fellow mom that you guys cover for each other. Like if your baby gets sick, if the school calls and you have to run and pick them up to where someone can jump in and cover. Um, the other thing is, is don't limit you know, job descriptions, for example, like our nanny, you know, when I was interviewing, um, shout out to her this week, she's been with me seven years, which is just amazing. She is my, like, I don't, I could not do what I do without her. Um, she's been beside me for seven years and she's amazing. Um, she helps cook during the week. And so she not only watches my amazing three kids, she helps me, uh, with, making sure that when I'm home, I'm being present with them versus worrying about cooking. Um, and so open up your mind in terms of what you need and ask for it, ask for what you need, um, to where, uh, you can get the leverage that you need. I love that. And you know, no one succeeds alone. We said that earlier, but we really mean it when it comes to parenting. No one succeeds alone, whether you are a single parent or you have a partner or you have an amazing partner, no one succeeds alone. And so, you know, the last thing I would encourage you all to do is to find a tribe of people. I I admit it on early on the podcast when we started recording, like I had to do mom dating because like all of my friends didn't have kids when we started having kids. So I had to build a whole new tribe. That was how we found our dolls tribe as we all happened to be parents um, and also business owners. And we were trying to figure out what this crazy life could look like. Um, and, you know, you might have to parent date or mom date a little bit to find people that are like-minded and that might have similar parenting philosophies or your kids get along or that you might be able to help each other out. And so, you know, once, once you kind of get out of the insane newborn phase, you know, probably around that six to nine months phase, like that's kind of when your world opens up a little bit and you feel a little bit more human and you can start really keeping your eyes open for people that can become part of your tribe that you can do life together with as parents. Um, And that is so important to have that support and love um, and just to know other people are in it with you in that same phase. So if you don't have one, please join us at Her Best Life. We have a lot of people there with young kids Um, or, you know, build your own tribe as well. And, um, you know, know that we, we all succeed together. That's right. That's right. It's very common as a business owner or mom to go into a lot of circles and feel very different. And so finding a Mm -hmm. circle where you have similarities is so key. Um, and that really leads to a conversation that George and I have had almost every baby. And it's right when he, he says he needs me to go back to work. (laughs) 
<laughs> which is a the best mom is a it, it, <laughs> the, the best mom is a happy mom. Yes. Yes. And and that and that's the truth. The best mom is a happy mom. And so if you have a desire and you were built to build an empire, to build a business, mm-hmm. to be working, then we encourage you to be the happy mom, meaning go after your dreams. Don't let, um, don't, don't steal from seeing your, seeing your kids go after your, your kids, seeing you go after, uh, your dreams because the best mom is a happy mom. And that's what this podcast was about is how you can, uh, be fulfilled in your role, in your job, um, in building an empire. And at the same time, be fulfilled as a mom. Uh, you can do both and we would encourage mm-hmm. you to follow these steps to do both. So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I, this might've been my favorite say, I, I'm sorry, Wendy and Via mm-hmm. that you missed it. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we love you both. But, uh, but, <laughs> yes. But I, I love this topic and something that uh, Seychelle has inspired me as a young mom and business owner. And we hope you were inspired today. And so Let's get out there, have a big business and an even bigger life. And that includes at times having babies. Um, And so get out there and thank you for joining us today. Bye, guys.